social conversations. We're moving on uh, to another social conversation. This one, uh, we are talking about uh, the issue of the national energy crisis. We had an address yesterday, so a family meeting uh, by our president, Cyril Ramaphosa. And uh, yeah, we want to know more and get in depth. Is something going to be done? We are joined by Professor Hermut Winkler, who's a professor of physics at the University of Johannesburg. Thank you very much, Professor Winkler, for joining us this evening. Oh, hello. How are you? Strong. I just wish that uh, I could have the power on all the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> and how are you doing, Prof? No, I'm fine, thanks. Yeah, I'm afraid your wish is going to uh, take a couple of more years until it, it, it's going to be fulfilled, that if everything goes right. Uh, it was certainly quite encouraging to hear what was was said yesterday. It, it was all the, the, the things many people had been asking for for quite a while. It's also what uh, the conclusions that uh, various advisory committees that the president had been setting up uh, had come to. So it, it, on paper, it's all very good. Uh, I, there's very little I can suggest that might have been done in a, in a different manner. So now it's really a, a question of waiting un, 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 until uh, the, the medicine uh, takes its effect. And uh, that's not going to be as, as quickly as people would like, I'm afraid. It's going to still be uh, problematic, uh, this, in, in this electricity sector, for, uh, for a number of years. But uh, I think I am now hopeful that uh, things are going to start getting better at least. All right. I hear you saying there are a couple of things that you would have uh, suggested uh, to be said or done differently. What are those things? Yeah, well, I, I think they probably needed to be... I'm glad that uh, there's been a, a, a speeding up of the rollout of uh, renewables. Uh, this was always going to be done according to the previous uh, official national plan, but uh, the, the, uh, the country had fallen about two years behind schedule on those. So uh, while the, uh, Mr. Mantashe, the Minister of uh, uh, Energy and Mining, had announced that there would be a new round of uh, wind and solar energy projects that, uh, that people could be bidding for, and... Uh, uh, that would have amounted to 2,600 uh, megawatts. Uh, the president now said that this is going to be doubled. So effectively, normally something like that would have happened once a year. So he's now combining uh, two of those in, into one year. So in effect, we're catching up one year, but we still need to uh, catch up one more, eight more year after that. So, uh, but yes, it's certainly a, a positive move that that has happened. I think it's also emphasized that uh, he, uh, uh, we need to have a, 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 a new electricity plan. And uh, that too, the uh, Minister Mantasha had already uh, said prior to this, but it, I think it's, it's now uh, getting a whole lot more urgency. I think it's also good that there's been a whole lot of... Um, um, I don't know if I should call it rumors and that, but a, a confusing statement is maybe a better way of, of, of calling it. We heard about Eskom uh, 2.0. We heard about uh, um, uh, various plans Eskom had to uh, to effectively make uh, the electricity tariffs uh, uh, quite a lot more expensive for only occasional users. I get the sense that uh, after uh, last night's uh, um, address, uh, they've backtracked on those. Certainly there was no mention of this uh, uh, this uh, second Eskimo or what have you. 
And uh, there was strong encouragement, in fact, for uh, the general public to invest in uh, in their own private uh, uh, solar rooftop systems. And uh, so that runs uh, counter to, to, to what some people had feared. Um, what I might have also wanted to hear a little bit, get a little bit more clarity on is this whole question on, on, on gas. Uh, there are people that want to move quite aggressively on gas. There's also the question of these um, these gas ships, the uh, car power ship, uh, which uh, um, have have been selected uh, to provide uh, uh, electricity for a 20 year period under uh, this emergency uh, rollout. And uh, people were always very uncomfortable with that because. Uh, uh, an emergency rollout is not really supposed to be for 20 years. It's supposed to be something which is done for a year or two until the situation gets better. And gas is is uh, very vulnerable to uh, uh, price fluctuations, and it, particularly at the moment, the uh, price of gas is like really shot through the roof because of uh, the situation in Ukraine. So I, I would have uh, liked to have uh, maybe gotten a little bit more clarity on this, uh, all we know is that after this next round of renewables, that there should be in September, I think it says, uh, they would be um, uh, asking for uh, the, for expression of interest in, in, in gas projects. So I'm not quite sure what that's all going to entail. But by and large, I think all the steps that, uh, that were suggested were, were really positive, and I think... Uh, uh, most people I've heard of are, are quite happy with us. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that there were some suggestions or some um, uh, talk around renewables because that's where we should be looking and we should have been looking mm-hmm. at this for a long time. And I'm also glad that the president acknowledged that uh, these, uh, you know, bouts of uh, load shedding stage six uh, rolling blackouts mm-hmm. were clearly um, a sign that not enough was being done. But what... Mm-hmm leaves a question mark in my mind as a South African who's reliant on electricity is why are there no timelines? Why is there no transparency in how these things are going to be actioned out with timelines and where funding will come from for all these renewables? We know that renewables are not cheap but once implemented they are more sustainable and environmentally friendly. Yeah. Now, what happens with the, with the renewable project is, is at least the, the ones which are done by independent power producers, uh, there will be a fixed price. So Eskom would buy uh, those off uh, those uh, particular solar and wind farms, and that and the price the cost of those has been dropping quite dramatically. So uh, whatever electricity they get from from wind and, and, and from those wind farms and solar farms. Is actually going to be cheaper than 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 what they would get through quite a number. It's certainly a lot cheaper than what they would get from gas, and uh, it, it, it's it's in line more or less what what it would cost to uh, to run coal plants. Some people would argue it's even cheaper than that. So it's not so much the cost. Uh, the, the cost for renewables is an issue if you want to install them domestically because they, it's a question of, a, of of doing something on a smaller scale. Uh, but it, it, when it comes to the solar and wind farms and that, the electricity one gets from those now is actually quite cheap. That's not true for the early projects. The projects which are now almost 10 years old, those ones, uh, for those ones, certainly the, the, the cost of electricity is quite high. But uh, because the price has been dropping so dramatically, whatever it is now going to be uh, built and installed after that, will it will turn out to be reasonably cheap uh, 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 
uh, electricity. The main problem uh, with uh, the, the solar and wind project is that uh, they are weather dependent. So they, they uh, by themselves, they, uh, well, they can certainly run uh, together with coal and nuclear and all these other uh, plants which are already operational. But if one want, if it was to go into uh, wind and solar on a massive scale so that uh, they, uh, because right now, uh, wind and solar combined only amount to about 6 to 7% of South Africa's electricity, which is almost nothing. Um, the, some people, and I, I also uh, include myself with that, would like to see a situation where renewables uh, go to uh, something like 50% in the next 20 years. So that half our electricity comes from renewables and that. And to get to that stage, then uh, the whole question on, of, of weather and the day-night cycle do play a role. So for, uh, for renewables to function on that sort of scale, uh, we need also uh, more storage technology. So whatever, so if it's a nice day in the sun shining, uh, then uh, whatever electricity gets generated during the, the, the lunchtime hours can actually be stored and used up in the evening. Uh, but uh, that makes uh, the, we still need more technological advances to get us to the to the sort of level where you can really do this on 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 that sort of a scale. Although it looks, I, I'm reasonably confident that that we're on the way of getting there. All right. If you are confident, Prof, I'm confident. A-teamers, uh, joining in this conversation around your take on uh, the address we had from our president last night, um, uh, talking to the issue of our nation, national energy crisis and how we will be moving forward. Are you confident? Uh, do you have any suggestions? Are there things you wanted to hear? Or are you just impatient um, about the situation and want things to be done as in yesterday? Call in on 11 Alternatively, send a WhatsApp to 0614-104107. We are on SMS and our SMS number is 41391. I know there is a voice note from an A-teamer. Let's uh, go to that voice note. Uh, Patricia and the prof. I remember you spoke to the prof in April this year about load shading. The prof spoke about, uh, he was he even suggested that we are going to see stage six. I never thought, I never believed in what prof said in April that one day we are going to see stage six in South Africa. Now we saw stage six and I thought about what the prof said in April. My question is, prof, are we out of stage six or we are going to see stage six again? <laughs> Sounds like a true South African who's experienced load shedding. Yes. Okay, so I'll have to uh, put my head on the block again and come up with a prediction. Uh, I do think we are going to see stage six again. Uh, the big danger time is around around about this time next year. Um, it's not a coincidence that we had stage six in, 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 Ju- uh, in July. It's the coldest month, in other words, people are using uh, uh, more heaters than they would otherwise. The nights are also longer, which means more use of, of, of lights and so on. So uh, uh, July, June, July is traditionally the month when South Africa uses the most electricity. Eskimos even aware that they were going to run into, into, into serious problems. That's why they warned us uh, before the, 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 the real winter season came in that uh, this is not going to be a good winter. They, they knew that they were operating at the limit and if anything went wrong, it, 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 it was going to 
uh, get to that point. Uh, so now why, why, don't, why am I saying that we're likely to probably see it again uh, next year at some point? Uh, of course, we all hope it's not going to happen. Uh, it's going to be very difficult to make real substantial changes in a year. Uh, ultimately, the country needs uh, new power-generating plants to um, make up for the plants which are just simply getting too old to fix now. And in the, in the year between now and then, those plants, those coal plants and other older plants are getting a year older. So unfortunately, the likelihood for breakdowns will be as high, if not higher. And uh, in the meantime, uh, what's, it, what's going to help us? Well, we're hoping that uh, one or two of the Kusile units will come online. That will certainly help. Um, uh, another question is the Kuberg nuclear plant, because that was supposed to have been fully operational in, uh, in uh, July, uh, well, early July, in June, uh, late June, early July this year. Uh, it wasn't because they hadn't finished a particular upgrade that they uh, intended to do and for which the, the one unit, uh, one of the two units at Kuberg was down for four or five months. Um, they had planned it in such a way that come June they would be up and running again, that would have meant one stage of load shedding less, but they didn't finish it. They're still not actually finished. And they also didn't do the main job that they needed to do, which is to upgrade the plant so that it can operate for another 20 years after that. If they're don't, not able to do that by uh, in, in the next two years, they would actually be forced to shut down. So clearly they are now going to be trying their Kuberg to get this uh, job finished, but unfortunately they're, they're going to have to work on that next year. So that means uh, we're likely to have uh, one of the two units in Kuberg, in other words, one stage of load shedding, um, um, more than we would otherwise have for a considerable fraction of, of next year. As far as a new solar project is concerned, uh, well, the ones which are being approved now and which are starting to be built, they won't be ready by this time next year. They'll be ready by in two years' time. So that will give, give us a little bit of a, a breather. But unfortunately, the situation is still such that um, it, it, it's, uh, there is a high danger of, of loaching. It's even going to continue now, although it's now starting to get, to get warmer and so on. And they also talked a lot about what they could do at Eskom to make Eskom more efficient. Um, ultimately, yeah, uh, the one thing which might make a difference, well, two things which I think might make a difference. The one thing is that uh, this uh, whole procedure for uh, buying new spares, that apparently had been a, an issue if there was a breakage. Uh, and they needed to buy a new part to replace it, it took very long. If that gets speed up, it could do that, that could certainly help. The other thing which it is potentially quite uh, useful, although we'll have to see if it, if it really works, is this uh, police uh, special unit that they want to set up to deal with cable theft and uh, just general uh, sabotage uh, to, to do with electricity. If some are able to build up a very effective unit, because this is the sort of thing that's very difficult to deal by single police stations. It, it's, uh, these are not just small um, uh, chances that are uh, stealing a bit of copper to, uh, uh, to uh, make a couple of hundred land. These are like big-time operations. But, so if you untackle that with a proper uh, sort of dedicated police team, which has, uh, works on uh, intelligence and so on, that could make quite a difference because that, apart from the ESCOM plants themselves, which have also been subjected to that, just in, within municipalities, uh, this is a major problem. So, um, 
that could uh, yeah deal with the unofficialized load shedding. Yeah. Let's go to another voice note. Hi, good day. Thank you. Uh, thank, thank you, Patricia. My, my, mine is to the prof, just to give um, you know a postulate as to the South African, you know, context. When you look at uh, the renewables, like we're talking renewables, let's stop umbrellaing these terms and just call them renewables. Let's let's go into the specifics to say when you talk renewables, we're talking wind power we are talking solar energy and i think apparently that's the two that we have so far how much landscape do we have to sustain wind power number one how much landscape do we have to sustain solar energy number two and how much wattage uh, or, or yeah wattage if i can put it that way that 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 that's the african can get from that you know to to put into the into the grid thank you all right, uh, we've only got uh, less than a minute uh, before we go to the news. Let me quickly read yeah. this one uh, from King St. Nazi, who's listening from Ivory Park, saying, it seems like the riches are going to use the solar panels, while the poor are going to still be purchasing electricity at huge amounts, but less units uh, in terms of uh, the electricity they get. And uh, South Africa is now a uh, European coal supplier, while we are still experiencing load shedding throughout the year. Let's round off our conversation and in response to our ATMs messages, uh, Prof. And please, if you can do it in less than thirty seconds. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. How much solar energy, or potentially solar energy, wind energy, do we have? Like, uh, really, a lot. It's just a question of, and there's also quite a bit of uh, spare land, so that wouldn't be an issue. It's really a, a case of how can one actually connect these to uh, to the grid. Uh, efficiently and so on. Um, yeah, the other question I've just missed them. I, yeah, I'm not sure if I can give a quick answer to those. All right. In, in just uh, now 20 seconds, Prof, what are your closing comments? Yeah. Okay. I think by and large, I think this, what we've heard is something that, that had to happen somehow. We needed a, re- a reform and a, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a whole lot of uh, a, a different approach to solving electricity. I think I think we've seen that. Now it's a case of uh, can it be implemented and people shouldn't be too hopeful that anything will happen too quickly. This is a, a, a long-term problem, but I think we're on the right track. Well, thank you very much, Professor Winkler, for joining us this evening. A-teamers, it's 11 o'clock. Uh, in fact, just gone a minute after 11. Let's go straight to the news with the beautiful Mpo Sitole. Good evening, Mpo.